0: I am Jackie Reed. I'm Joy Ann Reed. How you doing, cousin? Oh, just marvelous! <laughs> You're having just quite the day. Freaking fabulous! <laughs> You're having the moment that before we started, Joy Ann was hunting for something, um, and in her emails. And I, whenever I feel under pressure and I'm looking for something, it's usually right under my nose. But in my hysteria. I end up overlooking it. It happens to me totally. all the time, and I have to calm myself down. I can't tell you the times that it has happened to me with my phone, with a makeup brush, with an email, so many things. Miss Jackie, th- today I have
1: lost my phone three times. Yeah. Literally, it's almost like I have amnesia. I put it down and then I can't find it. I lost it two minutes before my two o'clock meeting. So I'm, fr- and the same thing, I get frantic. So I'm looking everywhere. And then it's right. I mean, what happened is, without thinking, I put it down yeah. in my closet as yeah. I was grabbing something else. Yes. Walked out, took everything else—the laptop, everything else I needed. Assumed that the, the phone was with it, and then it's like panic, you know. And I'm looking yeah. everywhere. It's just same thing. It's like it's and it's the little things. And it, I always say, uh I even say this to my, to my therapist. I can do, which I finally got therapy, finally. I finally decided to give in to to, to getting the self-care of of, of a therapist. And I said to her, I feel like I could handle a giant disaster and I would be fine. I would be the person being like, I'm good. I'm I'm calm. But it's the little shit that really gets me. It's the little can't find my phone, can't find this photo I need to send. It's that stuff that drives me nuts.
0: Right. It's it's the feather, right, that floats down onto the whole pile of stuff. And then once the feather hits, everything falls apart. (laughs) Everything falls in the cartoon. That's my life. You You describe my life. (laughs) How many times have you ever done this? How many times have you been looking for your phone? talking to someone on the phone going, I can't find my phone. Wait, I can't wait. Hold on, girl. And you're talking on the phone. And you're talking on the phone. Girl, or the glasses. So no,
1: I can't tell you how many times I have lost my glasses. Back when I used to wear glasses, I would flip them up, put them on top of my head right? Trying to be cute or trying to just, you know, take them off for a second and flip them and then lose the glasses. And I would start to go frantic looking, where's my glasses? I can't believe I I'm blind. I can't see. I, where am I going to see? I, I won't and then it's like somebody will say, uh, Joanne, your glasses are on your head. I'm telling you. <laughs> That has happened, I can't even tell you how many times.
0: Uh, it's, it's so, so frustrating. frustrating, it is so frustrating. I refuse to attribute it to age, I'm just I, I attribute it to the franticness of life, and just we've got all, so yeah, much going age. on. No, I, I was like, I, those stories I told you, I was in high school, and that one happened me <laughs> in high school, it happened to me
1: in college. Not, it's not age, I've always been this daffy. I literally have two assistants <laughs> just so that I don't lose. A jacket, like literally Hank, my my wonderful sidekick who's been promoted now to booking producer. Hank is no (laughs) longer my sidekick. Hank yeah. has had to retrieve the same, my favorite brown leather jacket, which I love this jacket. I actually got it from the, remember you had that connection for those, that shop that you could get this like consignment type stuff. Remember oh, they yeah, would do yeah. a, a sale of you where you get the coats? Yeah. So one year I went to that sale and as I'm finishing getting coats for the kids and, you know, Jason getting everybody's stuff, I spotted this gorgeous brown leather jacket and it's yeah. it's my favorite yeah. jacket ever. Girl, I have left that thing in hotel rooms studios uh Mm -hmm. random places and poor hank has had to go he has traveled far and wide this country he's traveled the world (laughs) retrieving that damn jacket because
0: i and this is not age this is just me (laughs) yeah well then i see and that's me too it is just me i can't tell you you know i live in new jersey now but when i lived in manhattan At first, the first years, always leaving something in a cab, always leaving one thing, an umbrella, a phone, you know, a bag from a store, a bag of food, something. And now I finally got to the point now that I don't live there anymore. I finally taught myself to look back when I get out of a cab. I take my time. And look back because you're in New York, you're in such a rush, 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 rush. Just
1: getting out and going.
0: Just getting out and running. Especially with Uber. Girl,
1: it's worse because with Uber, you don't even have to pause, you just get out. So I have to, you know, my little Chris Witherspoon story. And I blame this on Chris because Chris had me out (laughs) drinking. Chris (laughs) had me out in that. You know how there's the top of the rock inside of 30 rock? Christopher. Christopher Aloysius Witherspoon, and I am going to just make Aloysius <laughs> his middle name, had me out drinking. And we were having so much such a good time. I'm kiki and drinking, kiki-ing, got in the Uber, got out the Uber when I got home without my wallet, like my whole oh, wallet. I left remember it in the I remember that. I'm like, Chris, do you, did you remember me having my wallet? He's like, I mean, you must have had it because we were out drinking and we were like, we put a credit card down. So we go on this whole mystery. It was like we were both detectives trying to figure out where this wallet was. <laughs> it was in the Uber. I had to literally pay the Uber driver to bring me back my wallet. I'm sure it was worth it. <laughs> I'm sure it was worth it because he had to drive the mall but that was worth it. Yeah. Well, you like- have to go back in your Uber and figure out which was the last Uber you used. Contact Uber. And then it's like a whole process because you just can't call the driver. You have to find them. Baby, and that, and that, that wasn't even that the first time work. that it
0: happened. <laughs> well, that was see, the thing I love about Uber, especially you know considering what happens in New York City. Is I had left my credit card because in New York City, for those of you who don't know, when you get out of a cab, um, you can pay by credit card. They have the machine right. in the back of the car. You put your card in, that that that, do whatever, take your receipt. I have left my credit card in that machine at least two <laughs> times now. It's like, I just want to do it all electronically. I just want to get in yes. an Uber, get out. That's it. And now the cabs have it that way in New York City. cabs have it too. Where you yes. can pay that way. So girl, praise oh, God. I'm yes.
1: doing, because I've left credit cards too in the store. So now I just try to pay by the phone. I try yes. to use the Apple phone. Because yes. the fewer things I have in my possession, the fewer things I'm Girl, to.
0: let me tell you. And don't get me started on glasses, the collection of glasses. I've been lucky with the glasses that I have purchased recently. But yeah. I, I've been working from home. So <laughs> That's because you only lose them in your house. <laughs> I, there's a
2: there's a brown That's pair of glasses lost.
0: that I have. And I just said to myself earlier today, I was like, eh, they're around here somewhere. I'll find, <laughs> <laughs> I'll find them i them find." I know they're not out there. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> but let's get to our wind down because I know yes. you have one. Mine involves you. So I'm going to let you go first with you. What's your wind oh, down for today? Okay. I'll make mine quick. So
1: this week, I tried an experiment, Miss Jackie Reed. And, you, you know... This is something that kind of involves you, too, because we talk about these topics all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided, because I do a show that is, like, it's all bad news. Like, we try to make it lighthearted, Whoa. We try to have a sense of humor about it. But let's just be real. It's all bad news. So I was like, y'all, I'm so, like... Sh- tired and exhausted by the defeatist attitude of the people on the Democratic side. Now, yeah. I'm, I'm a soft Democrat because they get on my nerves. I've worked for the party. <laughs> not, not a Pro soft Democrat. <laughs> so- they get on my nerves. I will flip on them in a minute. If another party came along yeah. that was like super pro-Black and would do stuff and would do voting rights and would be strong and would basically be like, you <laughs> Had know. Had a backbone uh, and Iyana a spine. Presley. Give me all Ayanna Presleys. I'm in that party, okay? Yes. If she goes and starts sure. a new party, I'm going to join that. The Corey AOC. Cory Bush. Of, Corey Corey Bush is in there, Mondaire Jones. Give yeah. me those people because yeah. they have cojones, right? They're going to actually yeah. fight hard. Um, you know, uh, Jamila, uh, Pramila Jayapal, those people. Yeah. But a lot of the Democrats are like, well, <laughs> you know, if we can just get the Republicans <laughs> to get on board, you know, then maybe we'll pass something and then it'll be great. And then we're going to do infrastructure and then that's going to. No, you're mm. fighting against fascism and y'all are fighting weak. So between that and then among the actual, you know, base of the party where people are always like, we're losing, we're losing, we're doomed, all is lost. The all is lost attitude to me is how you lose. And so I just was like, I'm going to try to flip it and we're going to do a segment. And I pitched it to the team on the 11 o'clock call. I'm like, this is what I want to do. Functionally, really, Republicans are losing these fights. It it feels like they're winning because they say that they're winning. But think about it for just a minute. Donald Trump, he was able to implement a lot of bad shit, right, that he could do by himself, just administratively. But he wanted to pull out of NATO. He didn't pull out of NATO. He didn't even stop the Iraq War, which was one of his planks he ran on. It took Biden to do that. He right. couldn't pull a cube out of anywhere. Every time he tried to stop any wars, he would get pushback back from the Republicans. They wouldn't let him do it. You know, the things that he re- did, he, re- he wanted to ban Muslims from being able to travel to this country. He had a temporary ban. They still come in. OK, he was yeah. he tried to stop us from being able to vote. Not only did we vote, we voted him out.
0: So and what got- about the wall? What about the wall?
1: The wall is now just one little piece of bricks that's been falling into the into the the the, the, the giant river. Like it's going in the water. It's falling apart. It's pathetic it's embarrassing, his little wall. And by the way, the people who raised money for his wall, they were cheating the people who were giving them money for it. And they're now being prosecuted for that. So literally the wall was bullshit. And did Mexico pay for it? No, they probably wanna build a wall now because we look crazy and they're probably like, we wanna build a wall to keep y'all out. Y'all are Mm -hmm. drinking ivermectin, that's horse medicine. They probably wanna build a wall. So the reality is on these issues specifically, Republicans are having small wins, but overall losses, they are against vaccinations. 75% of Americans are vaccinated anyhow. DeSantis is like, I don't want schools to have mask mandates. All the South Florida schools and all the schools in most of the counties of Florida, they did the mask mandates anyway and said, F you. He wanted to allow people with COVID to get on uh, cruise ships. The cruise ship sued him and said, get the hell out of here. This guy has lost... Half a dozen cases. So he talks big on Fox, but he can't implement the pro-death policies he's trying to do. They think they about to win in Texas, they about to find out what God they serve in Texas. Because if you think women are gonna sit still for Republicans taking away their bodily rights, they have another thing coming. We can win if we fight back and if we have the attitude they have, because they will be straight losing and say they're winning. Trump is well, going the election.
0: I <laughs> need to do. Well, tell me how I'm going to get this juice you're drinking, because I feel like the Democrats are just failing us right now with messaging, you know, with getting things done, with focusing on bullshit like infrastructure. Not that it's bullshit, but like instead of voting rights and things like that. Like, okay, so so give me some of this that you're, I, I need to understand how I can get on. I need to get over there where you are. No, totally. And it's funny because when I pitched it on the 11 o'clock
1: call, this was the response. <laughs> <Did> we <laughs> answer my call like, here? is you crazy? Because, I mean, the, they're living, and I get it because I feel this way too. We're kind of living in the depression of feeling like we're losing to these fascists. I do. I feel that way. Is, Definitely. But the way I like in everything, so I love Lord of the Rings. I'm a Lord of the Rings person. Yeah. And I'm telling you, the life is like Lord of the Rings. Frodo and them were like, yay big. They're like two feet tall. And they had to fight an entire army of Mordor that included monsters, a giant ass spider. Like, a they had to fight like, like, a fly. I mean... But they they won, and they won because of the attitude of victory. I believe you have to go into every fight with the attitude of victory. If you about to fist fight somebody, you better to believe you're going to win or don't fight them. And so my thing is, it's about attitude. We need to develop their attitude. Their attitude is, they literally lost an election by like 8 million votes, and they're like, we won. And they are so confident with that. So we need to start, number one, with our attitude has to change. We need to feel victorious before we're victorious. That's number one. You, the Ayanna Presses of the world, they don't come out hangdog and sad. They say, "Nah, F that. You're not taking our rights. You're not taking our votes. We're going to fight you. We'll fight you till the last dog dies. The AOCs will fight like them and like Republicans fight. So that's number one. I think we have to change our attitudes. And number two, we have to count our victories. But Bi- what Biden did yesterday was gangster. He said, y'all don't want to get this vaccine. Don't make me pull this car over. Y'all going to get this vaccine or y'all going to lose your jobs. You want to go to work? Want to have a job? Get the vax or stay
0: your ass home. He literally pulled the car over. I don't feel that. Do that with voting rights, though. Hmm? I feel like I feel like he should have been stronger in the messaging. But go on, go on, go on, go on. Go on. I, I, they I, are I good at messaging. Ahead. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You are not wrong. Democrats are terrible at messaging,
1: but his messaging got through to me clearly yesterday. He well, because you're already over there. Said, you, you already hmm? got the right mindset for those. No, who but don't. I. I'm fighting to have this mindset. And, and the bottom line is the, the the amount of freaking out you're seeing on the other side means he got through, means his message got through real loud and clear because Republicans are losing their minds today on the abortion thing. It is terrible what they're doing in Texas. Come on. Terrible. But you know that they know they're on shaky ground when the argument they're making is we're going to make rape go away. We're gonna stop rape from ever happening again. That's your argument? That means that's a losing argument. So I think we need to recognize when their arguments are fake and are and are 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 on the losing side. They are fighting up a very, very steep hill. And So what we you have gonna a have a pep
0: rally a pep rally on yours? You gonna do a pep rally on the readout? What's happening? I tried. I did my little pep rally. <laughs> I did the best girl, I could I'm like your your team. I'm like mm, I don't, <laughs> okay. I hear but you
1: all I'm saying is, guys, if we if, if if I'm if we're gonna be a general, we need our people to be rah-rah. Go watch Lord of the Rings this weekend. watch that little tiny ass little uh Frodo and them fought.
0: Them listen, I love Lord of the Rings too, especially um what was it Return of the King, the last one. Oh Return of the King when he amazing. gives that speech and says for Frodo and they run and they fight that listen.
1: last battle. There may be a time. Come on, courage of men fails when we break all bonds of fellowship. But not today.
0: But not, not, today. Today. not today. Today, we fight for uh, Frodo. And then they go, ah, uh, uh, oh, lo-
1: the, the, little- <laughs> the wizard said, You shall not pass. <laughs> and they said, What? And even when they killed him, he came back as a different wizard. You yes. gotta believe. The bottom line is, you gotta believe that you're gonna win. If little ass Frodo can win, damn it, so can we. That is my wind down.
0: Okay, rah! okay. <laughs> do not give me <laughs> a Howard-, Howard Dean. Like, rah! how do you ruin that whole thing with a Howard Dean? No, the Howard Dean one is, rah!
1: no, but the one I gave you is the, the hip hop one. <laughs> that, that's the Beyonce. That's, if okay. it's Howard Dean, it's, <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's different.
1: It's different. <laughs> oh my God.
0: OK, OK, I'm going to let that stand. <laughs> that's the ape shit, that's the ape shit scream. Come on now. Oh my god. OK, OK, OK. So I will say this, and then I'll give you my wind down, because it involves, okay. involves you. And um, so my only thing about what Biden had to say yesterday was, listen, I I I, I hear he's like the angry parent pulling the car, car over. Speaking to the unmasked people saying enough is enough. Don't make me pull over this car and get my belt, take my belt off and beat your <laughs> ass. Right. That yeah, was that. Yeah. But here's the thing. The <laughs> people who do not want to get vaccinated. I, I, I don't think that that is the way to reach them. I just don't. They're there. How,
1: already- how, how not? Because but, no, it don't matter. But here's the thing. You'll have to reach them. See, this is the thing, Cousin Jackie. You don't have to reach them. He you can't to- make oh, businesses. Shit. Don't matter. He can't make businesses. I mean, he can't make businesses. Watch the show tonight. Trust, trust me when I tell okay. you they want this. The, we're going to have on, Stephanie Ruhle on tonight to talk about it, too. The bottom I line I think is people business. are going to quit. I I think that- and the they, people, should I, but, listen, they should quit. More jobs for everybody else. They should quit. If you don't want to get the vaccine, you don't get to have your job. Go home. I hear
0: home. you. Listen, I think that people- I'm vaccinated. I wanted to make sure my mama was vaccinated. People around me that I love are vaccinated- but I also feel like people who do not want to get vaccinated, I feel like they are so passionate with their reasoning. A lot a lot of them, cool. you know, mm-hmm. they're so passionate about the reasoning. What I'm yeah. saying is that it, it might push them in the other direction. That's the only thing I'm saying. I'm saying about that. All but I'm I, saying listen. is it's going to push them into
1: being unemployed. And if you are willing to give up your income and not be able to uh, have any money to spend and pay your rent? That's on you, baby. I think it's people different. are going to continue, continue to get no fake,
0: more. fake vaccine cards. I think it. I think a lot won't of work. that is going to bubble up. I think it's going to bubble work. up. We could, won't work because it's all going on. It's all
1: going online. Um, our, our youngest um was trying to go out to a restaurant um a couple weeks ago, and they were trying to get the the new one in New York is electronic. So you can't get a fake one. There's no way to fake it. You have to be in the database that says you got the vaccine. Right. And if you're not in the database, you ain't getting in the venue. The bottom line is the cards were the primitive first round of the way that they did vaccine status. It's going to all become electronic. What and are they going to get in the, the chips?
0: database?
1: It's not chips. It's going to be in your phone. It's going to be an app. And if you and the bottom line. is, a phone? Everybody has a phone. Everybody does not have a phone. What if you don't have a phone? phone, There'll be some other way. The bottom line is, see, this is what I'm talking about. You're doing it. The defeating attitude (laughs) is the problem. You're doing it. No, all all I'm
0: saying is, listen, I know a lot of people who are unvaccinated. I wish that they were vaccinated. But my thing is, it's not all like crazy people. There are a lot of crazy people with, you know, just unfounded reasoning that are not vaccinated. But I know a lot of very bright people. I do, too. Who, who, who are just like who have, you know, I, I mean, there's justification for them to doubt the government. Right. When it comes to things like not this. On this. I mean, not on this. No, 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 no. Not on this. I'm just saying, in the you know, based on the past and a lot of that, that's what that is the. You know, but that here's the thing, the exactly, you know what
1: they're gonna be? The re and I know a bunch of them too, people I really care for, people I have relatives that are like this. I know. And here's what they're going to be after the it's not you know, it's not a mandate. It really is here's the choice. Here's a choice that you have. You're yeah. gonna make one or two choices. You're gonna go ahead and get vaccinated and participate in the public space, or you're not. And you're not gonna participate. And see, and, then, and, and look, that's and that's where I, that's am. I don't think you. that
0: you should participate in the public space. If you do I think they, you should they have a right not to. to get vaccinated. But I think That's that, all you Biden need, that you might have said that. That's all he said. Stay home, because I have said you shouldn't go to hospital. That's all he said. Yeah.
1: But You with Biden now? You with Biden? That is all he said. Is the is the man? It's not a. It's not a. No one's going to come to your house and vaccinate you. No one's going to f- come and stick a needle in you. Even though I would love to just start throwing needles at these people, but no, it doesn't. Oh, they can't listen. Do that. You, they're not going to do that. No one is going to force you to get vaccinated. You will now have a choice, America. You can either get vaccinated and participate in the public square, stay at your job, whatever, or you cannot get vaccinated and you will not be able to participate. And that is on you. And I yeah. think that is a perfectly reasonable majoritarian position. And I'm glad Biden did it.
0: I just feel like, and I'm going to say this and let this be the last word because I really do want to get to my wind down before we have our guests for today. Yep. No, I'm, j- I'm just going to say this. I just feel like there should be, instead of completely vilifying people who are unvaccinated, that there should be more of an effort, and I know I, I can see your lips curling up now. You can uncurl your little lips. I think there should be more of an effort to dispel some of the things that they believe. We've been doing that for a year. How much longer are we going to
1: coddle these people? We've been trying to do that for a year. I've personally tried to do it over and over again. I'm done arguing with them. I'm done. They're preventing the rest of us from living our lives. 75% of us have done the right thing. I'm not begging, coddling explaining. I'm not going to go back and re-explain the Tuskegee experiment to y'all, which is when they didn't give them any medicine. I, know. I ain't doing it no more. I'm done. 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 I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Get the vax or don't. And if you don't, sorry for you.
0: But I think that people have that choice. And I think if they, they do. want to step away from society, they still that still is do. on them. But I do think that they have to make the choice to be, I think they should, I think the unvaccinated should be identified. So we know when we're in, if you're at a football game or if you're at a thing like that, so you can know who's vaccinated, who's not vaccinated. I, listen, you I'm, with you, I'm with you on all that stuff. And I'm you frustrated invited. too. I'm frustrated too, but I do think that there still should be more of an effort to have a conversation and ensure, like, I think they should do more. Uh, that's my i'm gonna say that i think well, more what, should more be done. Be do- what more could be done I'm, I'm not going i'm moving on to my wind down that's okay, all move I'm
2: on, do your art tells a story your story and inspires others in your community to do the same this black history month aarp is celebrating the undeniable impact and contributions of black art and artists everywhere We're thrilled to celebrate these creators over 50. Through their work and persistence, they make society a better place by bringing us all closer together. Learn more at aarp.org slash black community.
3: Okay,
0: (laughs) so my wife... wife I'm the uncompassionate friend. Listen, I hear you. I get it, but I just, you know, that's just how I feel about it. I feel like that effort should continue because I think that there are people who have real fears out there about getting, getting it. it. And I think, we, and I don't, and everybody out there is not a, is not a DeSantis who has been vaccinated. I agree. So I don't even know if he, but I do think that there are some people that are really afraid. And I think that there should be more of an effort to there have a is, conversation. There is, Jackie. What, you don't think there is? That effort no. is already
1: ongoing. It already exists. It, we just I think did it one does one to, to some, a certain, I, I think,
0: I think that that conversation exists with people who are willing to fight. I think there are a lot of people who very quietly are afraid and don't want to say anything and don't want to get into the fight. Okay, but I'm moving on. I'm moving on okay, to my wind. Wind that, That's wind. just my two cents about it. That's just how I feel, how I feel. Okay, so my wind down is my hair. Let me tell you, because I started to call you earlier in the week and have this conversation, but I say, you know what? No, let me save it for the podcast. So I decided to get uh to get braids in my hair. Okay. I haven't gotten them yet, but I'm going next week to get them. And so I, I I have a lot of fears about it, which is what took me so long, but I'm just going to try to do some different styles with my actual hair, which frustrates me to no end when I try to just wear it out. Because I don't know how much product to put on it. If I put product on it in the morning, by noon, it's shriveled up to a, uh, you know, raisin quality. It's just the shrinkage is so real. It's just, and then I can't, you know what I mean? It's just crazy. So I was like, you know what? I want, I just, I just need, and and it was okay while I was at home, right? And doing this, but now I'm tired of it. Now I'm tired yeah. of it. And I want some cute styles and I want to feel Yes, girl. And all that oh, kind no, we
1: on the same page. Yeah.
0: So, right, right. <clears throat> so, and I don't want to wear the wig all the time because I'm not that confident right. in the wig staying on. Is it sticking up in the yes. back? Is this, I, you know, right. so I want to do something with my hair. Okay, so I'm going to go and get cornrows. This is where I'm starting because I don't want to do the individual braids. Right. I want to do that because um, I think that takes out your hair. And I'm trying to hang on to as much hair as possible. I'm trying to yes. salvage my hair. I don't want it to be damaged. I want to do protective styles. Right. So what I'm going to do is do cornrows, like, you know, cornrows of my hair and then add some hair in the back. Okay. Like Erica had, remember her like hair? Erica. She added hair in the back. Or I'm going to cornrow it up into a bun and add hair and up here so bun. I can do a bun. Um, But yeah, I'm going to yeah. do like little style, a, a bunch of little styles like that. And just add some hair here and there. So with that said, because you know, cousin, you you go all in with the hair. You are just like, let me do this, let me try this. Me try. So what advice would you give to someone like me that's yeah. that's venturing down this road? That, that what have you learned as far as protecting your hair?
1: Yeah. And you know, listen, we have been through this this journey together, because I have had some hair nightmares, as you know, as you have know. rescued from some of them many years ago. <laughs> Uh, before I, you know, got my stylist together, definitely what, one thing I would say is cornrows. Grow your hair. There, vi- one thing that I have definitely been pleased with the style that I had the uh, the last braided the braided looking style that was actually a crochet. And so the now, crochet- what is that? <laughs> so a crochet is cornrows in your hair, and then they take these braids. They have a little hook at the end and they put them under the cornrow and loop it. It's almost like tying a knot. And ah. so, come, so it's actually a cornrow based style and the braids just hang off the cornrows. Oh. Those have always grown, the, any kind of cornrow style has, my hair is very slow growing and it's very hard for me to grow it. And I've had a lifelong battle with my hair. But cornrows are the one thing that really does grow my hair. I agree with you. The individual braids first, so they take too long and yeah. they can take your hair out. They're really heavy because it's just yeah. heavy hair. It's not the braid that takes your hair out. It's the weight
0: yeah.
1: of the hair. If you just cornrowed, <laughs> if you just individual braided your hair, it would grow your hair. But if once you start adding those heavy braids, it will pull yeah. your hair out. Yeah. So I think you're you're doing the exact right thing in terms of doing starting with the cornrow. And then if you want to experiment with having a full sort of look you could do a crochet because it's yeah. really still just a cornrow style and it doesn't pull and it's very lightweight when you you don't even feel he- it doesn't feel heavy I just got sick of it being on my neck you know um yeah. I did wear the style you're talking about where you braid it up and then it's a bun on the top yeah that was my South Africa look very convenient it will though pull your edges
0: what do you what pulls the see I'm not if gonna you- let them do it tight okay because if you do it too tight I'm not so, doing it tight. It's yeah. just going to happen. you're not going to
1: have hair added here, right? You're only no. going to add the hair here, right?
0: Oh, see then, that? Yep. Only hair, added- hair in the top. Okay. And yeah. only hair, like, in the, in the very Good. back. Because this yeah. is where my hair is the thickest in the back of my head anyway.
1: Same. Same, same here. So I think this is great. I think you're going to, if it's good, you have great head shape for it. So I think it's going to look really great. But yeah, just make sure that they're never putting too heavy hair because anything that's pulling and weight is what pulls your hair out. But the up style, I think is great. It's easy to take care of. All you have to do is wrap it at night around here just to make sure that it lays flat. Yeah, and I think it's beautiful. I mean, it probably lasts you a good four weeks, maybe just. The oh, really?
0: It, How do you? <clears throat> What do you do? Like, d- does the cornrows like the hair come out? Does it get messy? It started, yeah, after about four weeks, it only lasts about four weeks because after what and
1: it's exposed, right? So it's like any little sort of it gets a little fuzzy in your edges if yeah, yeah, yeah. as your hair grows it's naturally going to start to loosen. It's going to not look as good. So okay. you definitely have to wrap it and you definitely have to buy some, you know, some good hair grease, whatever you put and just keep it moist,
0: keep it more gel or, Oh, like keep it more like, okay. So I'm moisturize. Or
1: you can do, yeah, you could do one start, you know, once you're in the third or fourth week, you can do like the, um, what do you call it? The gel that keeps your hair, your edge cream, like do some yeah. edge cream. Yeah. But I mean, look, it, its it, I love these styles. And then when you take it out, just be prepared. A whole lot of hair is going to look like it came out. But that's only because your new growth can't go anywhere. Yeah. So it looks sure. like, oh, my God, I lost all this hair. But every time I've done a braided style, when I take it out, I'm always amazed at how much my hair has grown.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. OK, so that's that's the thing. I was like, how long will it last? Because what I want to do is I'm going to get on the Joy Ann and plan I'm going to switch up my hair. Not every night. <laughs> <laughs> like your ass That's, I'm like it. That's every every two to four weeks because I don't I don't have a hairstylist on my at the ready going into the <laughs> studio. But I do. I love your hair so much. And I love the style that you're wearing right now. Uh, yeah, this is
1: Coco. So Coco, my stylist in D.C., because I was I, I was the opposite of you. I was sick of my hair. I was, like, frustrated with it again. I was, like, ready for something new. So I was like, I just want to wear my own hair. I don't want to wear wigs. I don't want to have braids. I just want to wear my hair. So I just want to see what it would be like to just wear my hair. So Coco, Coco Quinzel, who's my main D.C. stylist, she colored my hair. She twisted it, flat twisted it. And it's like, this is the first time I've worn my own hair on yeah. TV since 2014.
0: I love it. And I knew that was your hair when I saw it. Cause I, I remember you talk, talking about how much it had grown out and I think yeah. it's gorgeous. I really the do. The sh-
1: yeah, there's a lot of shrinkage. and My hair is very fine and very delicate. Like my hair will fall out real easy, you know, and it doesn't it, it look doesn't that way at all. Really? I, well, I'm oh. happy with it and I don't let anyone put heat in it. The first night that So Coco did it. And then the next night Carmen was in and and I said, you know, she came with a little, she started at me with a little iron. I was like, no, 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 no. I I have learned the Jackie Reed, uh, the comportment in the makeup room. Because Jackie is, you taught me that you got to speak up because, you know, you're so tempted because they're the professionals. Yeah. Let them do whatever. And I don't know hair. I'm not a hair person. Yeah. But I now am very, very strict with heat. I don't want any heat in my hair at all.
0: Yeah, the same. Well, listen, we are talking about hair, and that's a perfect segue to our guest for today. Um, who knows hair? Lady. Who knows fashion? Who knows business? Who knows culture? Who knows dating? Who knows everything? Uh, who knows everything and everyone? The one and only Bevy is with
2: us. What's up, Bevy? Woo-hoo. Hi, my sisters. Wait, y'all got on turbans. I'm going to put them on my turban. Go ahead. Oh, come on.
0: <laughs> yes, queen. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Bev. Look, she is always ready. Of course she has a always term ready. Just sitting sitting and ready. Um the author of Revelations, I didn't mention author, but she does so much. Is the Revelations radio show. Uh she has so many things going on, Bevvy. How are you?
2: I'm good, my love. I'm I'm really good. I'm happy to be talking to you beautiful ladies. Can you guys hear me, okay? Yeah, yeah. we hear you and just fine. And happy Fashion Week, my dear. Thank you. Well, you know, I don't do too much in fashion anymore. Now I just really kind of do the things that I want to support my friends. And that's what I do. You know, um, Fashion Week is a funny beast these days because so many people just show up for really no reason. You know, if you're not a buyer, if you're not a stylist... If you're not, um, you know, some kind of editorial person, as in you have a fashion blog or website or your private magazine or a show that covers fashion. I don't really know why you would want to take so much time out of your day to run around to fashion shows when you can just watch them all on the computer. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. The real reason why you go to fashion shows is really because you have a purpose and it's your work and they're paying you to run around. Yeah. I'm certainly... No longer being paid to run around and do fashion week. So if I was to do that, it would cost me a whole lot of money and consume a lot of my time. So we're not here for that. So I just now go to things that I want to go to that I think are going to be a fun cackle and a kiki. Mm -hmm. Um, Speaking of last night, Desiree Rogers, who you guys know, was the former associate secretary to the White House, um, the Barack Obama White House. Um, the former editor-in-chief of Ebony Magazine. She has brought back Fashion Fair Cosmetics. What? I yeah, didn't hear wow. about this. Yeah, so she had an amazing, amazing dinner party last night at a very chic, brand-new private social club called Zero Bond, oh. and it was fabulous. And look, this is the packaging. Uh, trust, I'm not getting paid for this. I just wanted to celebrate a Black wow. woman entrepreneur this is the new ebony fashion fair. And so look at this gorgeous color. That's huge. Wow. Isn't that beautiful? And this one that's beautiful. a beautiful oh,
0: chocolate. Chocolate. Oh, Ooh. gorgeous. This is huge. Yes. I mean, fashion fair, okay. you know, predates all of us, right? Yes. All of us. As far as just being on the, the map and shaping uh, black culture.
1: And black I mean, am I the only one? Am I the only beauty. one who
0: as, a, who as a kid who used to take the
1: Ebony Fashion Fair pictures, tear them out, and I used to put them on my wall, yes. and then I would change them every month. I had a whole wall of it when I was yeah. uh, growing up because yeah. I, I loved it so much. It was and like there, a dream,
0: Dream sort there, of the fashion shows that they would take around the country, right? It would, it was bringing yes. fashion, high fashion to, you know, black people who never could go to like a fashion week or anything yes. like that. It was just a game changer. I had no idea that this was happening.
2: Where can we buy these products? Sephora. They- Shut up. Yes. What? It launched yesterday. What? At Sephora. Oh, come on. How did
1: this- I had no idea. I'm going to tell my makeup artist to go get some. Yep. I'm definitely I'm a- yep. Up. Yep.
2: I love you. We'll, we'll also make sure that we can get some sent to you ladies anyway. But you know what I mean? But oh. it's it's a big deal. And so these are the kind of yes. things that for me mean something during fashion yes. week. It's the black yes. events that I'm going to, you know, Harlem Fashion Row, having an actual fabulous fashion show. And honoring you.
0: Hall. And Two
2: honoring you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two blocks of my house in the middle of the street. You know, everyone came out from like Anna Wintour to, you know, you know, all these other big mucky mucks in fashion. And they came up to the heart of Harlem, 137th Street between 7th and 8th. Oh, and, okay. um, you know, it's real Harlem. And yeah. it was really something. So those are the kind of things I want to go to. Um, last okay. night, Laquan Smith, the incredible designer, he showed last night. I went to his after party, Sergio Hudson. enough that The man who created the fabulous look that we all gasped when Michelle um, Obama came out to the inauguration and that aubergine, that purple outfit, that pants outfit, yes. that was Sergio Hudson. His show was last night.
1: You yeah, know, Angela so- Rye and Tiffany Cross were at that show and their picture and they wore Sergio Hudson. Yes. It was, he's He is yeah. incredible. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah so know. these are the things that mean something to me. Just showing up at some old damn fashion <laughs> show. No, man. <laughs>
0: I, I, I got to get you on
1: Sukana. I got to get you on Omar. So Sukaina is one of my favorite, favorite oh, yeah. African designer. Um, that's what I wore to the end image award. That red dress. And it was a black dress. To yes. It. He's an, a black designer up and coming. And his shows are uh, incredible. If I was going to go to fashion week, that would be the show that I would have gone to. Did yeah. he show this year? He did. Yeah, he did. Oh, I wish I'd I had known about it. I don't know if the it
0: happened yet. You mm-hmm. got to connect those two. Um, yeah, I need to right? connect
1: you guys. Yeah, we definitely yeah,
0: do. Because she's been rocking um, with that brand for a long time. Bevy, I love that your life is what it is. I love that you It's just a celebration of everything that you manifested throughout your life. You know what I mean? Has all just come you know, it's coming true. You like you're living the life that you always wanted to live. And I mm-hmm. and I love that. And it's so much more than fashion. And it's important to, to let people know that. Um, but also, you know, we wanted you to come on because we wanted to talk about um, the tragic death of Michael K. Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I saw by your post, I knew that you knew him, but I didn't know the depths of the friendship. Yeah. Until I read what you read on social media. And I just, you know, we just want you to kind of talk about yeah. how you heard about it, um, and your, you know, how it hit you.
2: You know, it was Sunday. And um, i had actually just received an honor. Um, uh, no, it was a Monday. It was Monday, right? It was a Monday, it was the holiday, it was Labor yeah. Day weekend. Yeah. It was yep. Labor Day. Was Monday. And um, I was actually at lunch with some friends, some very close friends, and I got a text from a mutual friend of uh, Michael and I, and they said, Did you hear the news? And and that's how I found out. Um, and the way it affected me was, well, one, it was kind of surreal because he is a larger-than-life person. He is a person who shows up for everyone. He is the person that as big as he was as far as his celebrity went, as far as his talent, um, you know, um, was on full display, he was one of the very few people that you can meet in the entertainment business who never changed, who always picked up the phone, who always had a big, huge, gregarious smile and kind word for you. He was everyone's cheerleader. And, you know, people always say, you know, oh, we have to stop saying these things about people when they die. We have to give them their flowers while they're alive. Well, I'm here to tell you. People gave Michael his flowers while he was alive. And Michael also, and this is not just me speaking up, because I as soon as I found out, I started calling all of our mutual friends. Because I just wanted to talk to someone who knew him. Yeah. Um, in a in a far more intimate way than just, you know, it's so funny because none of us talked about Michael K. Williams as Omar or as chalky. We talked about him as the man. The talent was so massive. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and he was such a masterful artist. Yeah. But to be his friend was to almost kind of forget that part of it. Like he didn't show up as an actor. He showed up as a human, as a humanitarian, as a gift and a blessing to so many of us. So that's the reason why when you're reading because I I couldn't even get off of the computer because I just kept wanting to read all the things that people were saying about him. Yeah. And that gave me some kind of, it was weird because it gave me comfort, but it was almost like a sadistic thing where I just was like, I just kept reading and reading. And it was really incredible to see everyone saying the same things about him, right? I'm sure you guys read that, right? People Mm -hmm, kept talking about, The way he gave back to his community, the way he showed up for his community, the way he cared deeply for children and wanted to protect children at every cost. Um, You know, all these things, it just kept coming up and coming up. And even people that worked with him, you know, as an actor, they talked about him as a human. Yeah, yeah, they did. It was I mean, and so it's very surreal to me. It's one of those things where. And I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I want to say this. When my father died, it was almost like, no, not really. He didn't die. Like, I'm going to go and see my daddy, like, you know. Yeah. And with Michael, it was almost like you wake up and it's like, oh, Michael's not dead. Like, you're going to run into him somewhere, Mm -hmm. you know. And of course, you're not. But to run into him was one of the greatest joys that, that you could ever have, because every every time you ran into that man, it was just like a party and a celebration. In the street you saw all the dancing videos. That yeah, I'm
1: just gonna was. say it's my. I didn't know he video. was a dancer.
2: I, mean, it I had was no so
1: idea. Good. The, that was my favorite clip. I, that's the one I posted on, on my social because it was just so joyful. But I'm he was wondering. a
0: choreographer, like yes. a dancer dancer back yes. in the day. Yes. I had no idea until I was learning about his life after his death
2: via yes. social media. He was a deep house head. He would cut a damn walk everywhere. I mean, and every time and, and we met about 15, 16 years ago at well, maybe 15 years ago at um in Miami. And he always had his own portable speaker. He always had the bomb ass playlist. And that's just who he was. And what's so interesting, too, is like, you know, um, lots have been made about the way he passed away. Um, And he was very honest about his struggles with addiction. And I have just really wanted to go on the record and say he fought long and hard for his sobriety. Mm -hmm. He was a fighter. He was tenacious about that. And we just don't know. And I and I don't I'm sure you guys remember this, but when the pandemic first happened, people kept saying, we gotta watch out for our friends who are re- in recovery.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: They're gonna take it harder than most. Remember that? Yeah, I yes. do. Absolutely. And I and I don't know. I don't know. But I feel like this. Situation that we're living in right now could not have been easy for the sensitive spirit that was Michael K. Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Could
2: uh, have been easy.
0: Such a tragic, tragic loss. Did he live in Harlem? No, he lived in Brooklyn. He's in oh, Williamsburg.
1: Okay. He was in Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah, he was the Brooklyn guy, yeah, through and Brooklyn. through. Yeah, and I mean, do you? What do you make of? Because you know, I feel like most of the dis- the the discussion about him was extremely compassionate, especially from his co stars. You know, his co star in The Wire. I'm going to forget his name right Wendell now. Wendell Pierce. Wendell
0: Pierce. That was Wendell a beautiful Pierce clip.
1: Broke my heart, and all the clips of him just the the amount of respect that fellow actors had for him mm-hmm. was incredible. I mean, he really was honestly, one of the greatest actors of this era. Yes. Um, every role he played, whether it was in When They See Us or whether it was in um, Lovecraft Country yep. or obviously The Wire. Boardwalk the Empire. Empire. Boardwalk Empire was one of the greatest series in The Wire, two of the best series ever made. Yes. So he was just <laughs> such a brilliant person. Um, but as a person, did you get the sense that he knew that? Did he understand yeah. how brilliant and important he was?
2: Yeah, I mean, he knew he was showing up and showing out. He was always happy whenever he got nominated for an Emmy, you know, and, and disappointed when he wouldn't win it. And this year, of course, he's been nominated for Lovecraft Country. And, and it's looking really good that he might actually win, which would be, you know, so sad. But in a way, you know, at least it would go on the books. You know what I mean? Like, um. but yeah, he, he knew... <laughs> He knew he was an artist. He yeah. really and and I not I keep saying artist and not actor because he was yeah, an artist, yeah. And yeah, yeah, far beyond just acting. He was an artist with everything he did, including his activism, yeah. yeah, do you
0: you know I was was there a concern from you, Bevy, as a friend? I know for me as a as a fan of his work. Um, and his artistry, I was worried when I first heard about the story and the possible cause of death, I was worried that that would be the narrative. You know how, you know what I mean? But if it, it almost felt like to me, and I don't know how you guys feel about that. It, it almost felt like to me, like, his, like we wouldn't let that happen. Like people would not let that be yes. the story. No. It was like, it's this right. is going to be a celebration of this man and who yes. he was and his yes. work and his legacy. It seems like that was like pushed yeah I'm happy about that did you feel that way
2: yes but you know what I also felt like I felt because he was such a gracious kind person to mm-hmm. everyone who encountered him um that I felt like the media didn't even want that to be the story yeah you know what I mean yes. I felt like the media wasn't even trying to come at it from that angle you know I, I certainly- think everybody
1: except 50, 50 cent <laughs> other than 50 cent everybody else was on the same page I get yes. that way Right, uh, you know, we- I, and I i wonder if you feel, um, in both of you, I feel like it hit some of us, hit me so hard. I mean, I literally ran into him one time on a plane. I only met him one time. He was so nice. I, I was yeah. so, like, intimidated to say anything because I'm, like, such a fan. But he couldn't have been nicer. Just a nice person. Jason and I ran into him. Um and you could see that he was just a r- really genuine, nice guy.
3: Mm-hmm. So
1: I, I didn't react as somebody who knew him or who was a friend of him like you were lucky to be, um, just as a fan. But I think because Chadwick Boseman had died not too long ago, and because Shock G died not long before that, and because, you know, we just keep Biz, losing all these Biz brothers Markey. around the same age. Bismarck, he had just passed. And it's DMX? Like, you know, it's almost, DMX, it's like too much, right? It's is
0: that. Co- it's co- that too on much? top on top of the racial injustice that continues that yeah. ain't going nowhere. It's on top of the pandemic, and it's not just that we're in this pandemic, which I think we're still. I don't think we're anywhere out of it. Yeah. But it is the whole. You know, it, it's the viciousness of the debate about getting getting vaccinated, not getting vaccinated, wearing a mask. It's just the state of the world right now. It hit a lot of people really heavy, this particular death, because it's just it just feels so unfair. And why him and why must he be taken from us? And it just, you know, it was way too soon. And he just too soon working on yeah, projects. Yeah. He has so much going on and so much. left. It was like a, a, a like this huge flame was just you know, put out. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, it It's it just like the world got dimmer when,
2: mm-hmm. when he died. And it was devastating too, because you know, he had just done the beautiful DMX tribute. Yeah. The BT awards. Yeah. DMX yep. expired due to addiction. Mm-hmm. um, And Michael's tribute to DMX was so beautiful. So much so that people were like, Oh, now we know who should play DMX. Yeah, In the film. Yeah, And it's so crazy because a a mutual friend of ours who was actually someone who was like a sober partner for him said that, you know, yeah, that wouldn't have been good for him because he was Mm -hmm. such an artist that he would have dropped in to the spirit of someone like a DMX and perhaps not been able to get out easily. You know what I mean? Like he talked about being on the wire and how that that character took him into an abyss. Yeah. You know? And so because he was that sensitive artist
1: Mm -hmm.
2: um, and I'll never forget when a a friend of mine, Nelson Ellis, you guys know him from true blood. Yeah. Like Lafayette. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And you, and, and because Nelson wasn't a big star like Michael, but Nelson was a true artist as well. And we all hung out together one year, well, a couple of years actually at American Black Film Festival in Miami, because I worked with HBO and they were both on HBO shows. So I would interview them and we would all hang out and have dinners and all this kind of stuff. And Nelson passed away due to addiction. Yeah. And when Nelson passed away, I called Michael and he was like, I can't believe our baby boy is gone. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, you know, I can't, and it took him. He said, you know, that S-H-I-T, it took him. And, and we just kind of, I was like, you got to take good care of yourself. You know what I mean? You're doing okay. And he's like, I'm doing fine. You know what I mean? And so it was just, you know, and then you look at DMX, the same thing, a great artist. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, um, what is the Frederick Douglass quote? Um, it's easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. Something that I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's the reason why, Michael, when you listen to so many of his clips, including one of the clips that I posted from when he was on my show, I asked him about his EGOT status. I always ask incredibly talented people what their EGOT strategy is, because, you know, there's certain people that you already know, child. Yeah. you going to be an EGOT. Yeah. yeah. And Michael was that kind of dude, that he had that kind of range to become an EGOT, easy enough. Yeah. And um, he told me, yeah, no, nah, I want my ne- my legacy to be the work that I did with the children, the le- work that I did with my community. The- and that's what his legacy is. In your mind's eye, because I know you always visualize what's next. Where do you see yourself? Where you see yourself going, and do you have a plan for your egot status? Because you will become an egot, because you you got it all in you. You dance, you sing, you act, <laughs> you produce, you direct. I mean, you got it all. So, so where you, what's next for Michael K. Williams?
3: My egot is 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 gonna be is it's gonna is gonna be for service. The work I do in the community that's 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 my EGOT you know um at this point in my life and you know my career and what I've been through what I've what I've been blessed to survive it's got to be for me it's got to mean more than just to say I've done it or look at me you can do it too I want to give back I want to leave some breadcrumbs for the next generation for our community I want to be a part of rebuilding our community Mm -hmm. because the kids are hurting right now our children are hurting our brothers and sisters are hurting mm-hmm. and they don't feel like they're loved and they don't feel like they're cared for. And my goal is to, to stop that, stop yeah. the hurting, mm-hmm. at least be a part of the healing, the healing process yeah. in the community that starts with our young people. Mm-hmm. That's what I believe. So, yeah. you know, um, that's my, that's going to be my legacy.
0: Mm-hmm. Why was that work so important to him giving back to the community and working with children?
2: Because he was a sensitive child in the hood. He was one of those, he looked the way he looked. But then as you see from every clip, as you hear from every testimonial, he was so far from being, a uh, we used to talk about that because we connected on that. Because mm-hmm. I had my big bet from Uptown Bravado going. By the time he met me, though, I was fully immersed in my little brown bevviness. Yeah. But we recognized the little kid in us that had to be shrouded because we were growing up in these, in these communities where it was like if you wanted to come outside and and be popular or whatever, you had to have some swagger, some bravado about yourself. So here's Michael, dark skin, you know, you know, swagger. But not at all a chalky, not at all a Omar, but even though, you know, what's so interesting about those those gangster as characters he played and then also um. He was in another film called The Night of. He was nominated for an oh, Oscar. So I mean, a, a movie as yeah, well. Yeah. For that, so good in that, yeah. Have you ever noticed that almost every single thug that he played always had a spirit, a sweet, a, sensitive, a
1: sensitive side, yes. a humanity, a, a humanity, right.
2: yeah. I, and I think that probably that's the reason why he got cast for these things because you, mm. the, the the directors, the casting agents needed someone who had the bravado, who had the swagger but also had that humanity intact. And that's the kind of person he was. He Um, had his humanity fully intact. And he, you know, and that's the reason why he did the work that he did. You know, I'll never forget when we were, we were talking in the middle of like the racial unrest, like early on 2020. And I was pissed off. I was mad about all of the, the, the death, the just carnage, just the continual. And I was, you know, straight up fund the police, abolish the police, the whole thing. And, and he was like, no, I'm working with the local police in my, you know, in my communities. Cause there are some good cops who want to do good. We got to all work together. He had that kind of like, yeah. he was wise and sage and, and loving and wanted to live in a space of a love and togetherness and unity. That was always his thing. And that's the reason why you're seeing the outpouring of love surrounding him. And I'm, I am very happy to say that he, I believe, knew he was loved. Mm. Because he. we never went anywhere where, and he had so many people that were close to him, people that he spoke to every single day. You know what I mean? Like, he had a lot of love in his life. He really yeah. did. And I want that to be clear. He wasn't one of these people that it's like, oh, wow, he was alone in the world. You know, addiction forces you to be alone in the world, Mm -hmm. forces you to be insular. Yeah. Um, But he when he would be able to come out, there were people there waiting for him. Yeah. Always.
0: I love that. I know he felt blessed to have you as a friend, Bevy, as those of us who can call you friend do feel. I know that that was a blessing for him. He had I know he's he uh, was a father. Um, he had
2: one son. He had. But you know what? He had children. OK. He always said he had children now. I. Um, and, you know, his nephew who I don't know if you guys read about that, but his nephew did like 20 years in jail or something insane like that. A really long bid. Mm. And when his nephew got out of jail, he brought him up to my show. Mm. And Michael was talking about, um, you know, uh, criminal justice reform. He was supposed to be up there talking about some TV show or something. Michael brought his nephew up, there. You got me, my nephew. We just coming home. I'm trying to get him right. And he was such a lovely young man. And you couldn't even believe that this was someone who did 20 years in jail. And he said it was because his uncle was there for him. His uncle showed up for him. His uncle kept his spirits up when he was incarcerated. And Michael talked about going to see his nephew. And that's the reason why he was so outspoken about criminal justice reform, Mm -hmm. prison reform, and all that kind of stuff. So he was a father to so many Yeah. And yes, he, he had a son as well, but he was a father to so many.
0: Mm-hmm. I love hearing that. He will be missed. Uh, well, Bevy, we got to wrap it up here. But it is, you know, you, the, as they say at CCC, my church, you know, your invitation here is open and endless. You can come <laughs> back anytime. Thank and you can for you? sharing your thoughts.
1: Yeah, I got to big up one, you for one thing because we were talking earlier in the show, in the podcast, about vac- You know, people who are reluctant to get vaccinated. Oh, y'all did that event together. For, yeah, and you showed up uh, for for Melba yeah. um, and myself and the Harlem Hospital folks, and Bevvy stayed and was like there talking to people and encouraging people. So I just want to thank you for doing that because that was that, that I felt so good about that day. Yes, and you know. If one person had come and gotten vaccinated, I would have felt good about it. But they, these were the people you were talking about, Jackie. People were just afraid and yeah. they were just nervous. And they weren't like ideologues. They just didn't feel comfortable doing it. But a lot of people walked in that, they walked in that van and they got that vax. So and so I just
2: want to bless you for that. Thank you, including my brother-in-law who you met. Yes. Yep. He came and got vaccinated. Absolutely. My sister came and got vaccinated. And three of their children got vaccinated that day. Yes. yes.
0: I, I hope yeah. we do. I hope we do more. You guys need to do that again. I say one thing about Bevy; she leans in. You know what I mean? She, she, it, it's you would think someone like Bevy is just running from event to event, and that when she's in a room, she doesn't have time to talk to you. She always is able always. to lean in, um, and I love that about you, um, Bevy. Thank so you so things. So, thank you for we love sharing. You, Bevy. I love I you. I know. Too. Thank you. Thank, thank you for telling us about.
1: Fashion fair. Oh, my God. I know. I'm I'm so excited about the fashion fair thing. You blew my mind today. My mind is blown. I mean. It,
2: and look that at that is, lip color.
1: It's, it's called that lip is fabulous. It yeah. looks gorgeous. Ah, ah, ah.
0: I love gorgeous. it. I can't wait to try it. Okay, baby. Thank you. Hi, hey guys.
2: Thank you so much, sisters. Thank Bye. I love, love you. I love you guys. Bye. I adore her fabulous. so much. I- Oh,
1: my God. We're getting this fashion fair, girl. We are getting
0: this. We are I getting to it the quickness. I can't, I had no idea about this, but no oh my idea. God, the packaging is amazing. Remember that pink <laughs> packaging from back in the day? Back
1: in the day, the pink. I mean, the thing is, if you could get like one fashion pick, because, you know, we didn't have any money. So it was just like, I, didn't, I couldn't even afford to buy it. I just literally had the pictures of it on the wall. And it's not like yeah. I could buy any of it, but I just, it was just so... It was it was about our beauty. It was so specifically about us, and the models looked like us. Yes. And it was so empowering. And and so I'm ex- very excited. This is yes. incredible. Shout out to Eunice Johnson.
0: Come on, the family. Come on, Eunice. All I'm right, family products. <laughs> well, we are about to wrap things up. What are you gonna do for you this weekend, Joyanne? Give me some Fashion Fair Cosmetics. <laughs> <laughs> Heading straight to Sephora. I just want to see and, the great straight
1: to Sephora. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do for you? Well, and sleep. What are you going Yeah,
0: to do? <laughs> I am going to actually go to another farmer's market because I'm continuing my work with Purple Carrot, where I'm featuring Fabulous. a different farmer's market in the area, grabbing something and coming home and cooking it. Um, if you go to their YouTube uh, channel, you can see the videos. I think I've done two so far. I can't. I've been to so many farmer's markets. But let me tell you, we really have to lean into farmer's markets because the food is so fresh It's helping out the farmers. It's just a win, win, win. And the food is a lot cheaper if you go to the right farmer's market. A lot of them. Well,
1: I'm going to give you an assignment, Miss Jackie, because I, you know, I'm back on my health kit because I I, I blew my, I nuked, I nuked myself uh, from the vacation on. All that weight that uh, Jazz had helped me take off. I put a bunch of it back on. Not all of it. I didn't get all the way back to where I started, but I'm, I'm on the grind again. This week I'm back on the grind. I've lost four pounds just in uh, the last like seven days and I'm like on it. But I wanna try to eat really, really, really healthy. And you know, I'm not vegan, but I am a semi-vegetarian off and on. So I'm willing to work with you. If you can get me some great recipes, I'm I willing to am. try some vegan recipes. I'm open to it. So send me some great ideas because I'm going to try to cook a little a little stuff this weekend. Okay, okay, I'm good. girl, yeah. I'm
0: about to bombard you with some really delicious and healthy dishes that you're going to love. And we'll talk about them next week if you can try a couple of them this week. I'll yeah. try a couple of them. I will commit to doing that. And next week, I will be vegan, sexy, cool. Ah, okay, okay, now. Yes. Sorry. Yes. yes. <laughs> i us trying Y'all, to be naked and sexy and cool. I mean, I, what's wrong with that? Nothing <laughs> is wrong with that. Y'all be sure to tune into the readout where Joyanne is going to try to reform. We uh Democrats are, that are just like, oh, just have or Frodo. Frodo! <laughs> 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 She's gonna reform us. So let's tune into the readout so we can get our minds right, heading into midterms. Yeah, you know, we got we got to get our heads straight. I need some of that, okay. so I'm gonna tune in for that. I'm going to hype you up. And you guys all need
1: to check out Vegan Sexy Cool on all of the social medias. I love the Vegan Sexy Cool Instagram because you get like really great, you know, recipe ideas and posts and fashion. It gives you like a little bit of everything. So whether or not you are, are ready to go vegan, you need to be on Vegan Sexy Cool because she's going to convince you. And she's <laughs> apparently uh, a cow and a pig can hug you and a and chicken.
0: Yes, she'll can. convince you of that. <laughs> all things are possible in the Vegan Sexy Cool world. All right. well you guys All think- things are possible if you believe <laughs> Thank you so much, you guys. Now, be sure and subscribe. Tell a friend. Follow us on social media at Read This, Read That. And on Twitter, leave off the team for savings. You do. All right. Be good. Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>